Top Production. Great to have you on Footy Talk. Coming up today, Andrew Embley tells us how he met Buddy Franklin in the weirdest of spots. Stick around for that one. We talk about Port Adelaide's big win last night and Kenny Hinckley defending Jason Horn Francis. And then it's Collingwood versus St Kilda. To finish off Gather Round, Andrew Embley tells us how the Saints might be able to get this done. Uh, Great to be with you on Footy Talk. Sunday morning, a lot to talk about after some very, very interesting results yesterday. And of course, all roads lead to the big game this afternoon to finish off gather round between Collingwood and St Kilda at the Adelaide Oval. Jack Heaven alongside the North Smith medalist, Andrew Embley. Embers, morning to you. Morning to you, Jack. Yeah, nice to be here in Adelaide. I flew in last night, a real carnival atmosphere. The weather wasn't great, but I'm uh, having a look outside today and hopefully conditions will be a lot better for the teams playing. Have you turned this into gather week as opposed to gather round? Because you were in Sydney beforehand. Have you managed to just turn this into a massive junket? Yeah, well, I had the week off uh, last week, so I thought just do something a little bit different. I've spent a lot of time obviously over in Melbourne, but I thought, you know what, I'll go over and check out Sydney. So yep. it was a real tourist, did all the um, the fun things. But I'll tell you a little story, actually, Jack. So obviously Dean Cox, uh, assistant coach of the Sydney Swans, good mate of mine, had dinner with him, and he said, would you uh, would you be keen to come and check out the new training facility at uh, the Swans, which was just, I think, recently completed early this year? I said, yeah, yeah no worries, that'd be awesome. So went and checked it out, right? And uh, you know, I thought West Coast had a really good training facility. Well, this was just complete A-grade. It was elite, and they've done a an incredible job, this old heritage building, and I think they spent about 70 mil on the refurb, so it's just uh, awesome, but I was, um, I went through the pool area, right, so I'm just having a bit of a look around, I think, oh, how good, yes, nice pool, and, and then there's uh, the spa now, of course, the swans were flying out on Thursday, so Dean said to me, there's going to be no one here, so it's okay, right, so all good, <laughs> now, I, yep. um, I saw, I saw this big sauna, I said, oh, that's cool, I wonder how big the sauna is, so as I walk into the sauna, I open up, and big buddy Franklin sitting in there in his buddy smokers, right? <laughs> and, and I got, oh, bud, sorry, mate. I'm sorry, I didn't expect to see you here. I didn't expect to see you here either, Embers. But anyway, um, Dean came over, right? So he's going, like, what, what are you, like, what are you talking to? So, and he obviously saw the bubbles in there. He said, oh, sorry, buddy. He goes, well, Embers, mate, if you're going to chat with him, like, close the door because you're letting all the heat out. So anyway, <laughs> He's closed the door, right? And here I am in the sauna with me jeans on, me jumper on, right? And after about a few minutes, I said, bud, mate, I've got to get out of here. I'm sweating up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah, it was uh, interesting places where you meet people sometimes, Jack. You didn't, you didn't think to just take the, the pants and the top off and just well, jump in the smugglers you know and have a, a sauna with oh, Buddy? I was having a look at Bud's rig, and I was going, you know what, mate, I'll, uh, I might keep my clothes on. <laughs> he, was, he was looking good, the old fella. <laughs> no, I, I think it's fantastic that you went to Sydney and you spent a bit of time. You've you got a young bub, so I think that's really cool that you yeah. got to do that. But I also think your tactics are very smart here because you've arrived at Gather Round. You're kind of like the sub for Gather Round because you've arrived <laughs> yeah. later than everyone else. So yes. everyone else has had a couple of nights on the, on the juice already. You're going to turn up late, full of energy, and you're going to finish stronger than everyone. 
Fresh, yeah. Well, it's a short, sharp trip for me. I'm just uh, doing the West Coast Geelong game for Triple M today, of course, and then I fly out tonight after the game. So it has been a, a long week, back to reality tomorrow. But looking forward to it, I think the state government here in Adelaide has done yeah. an incredible job to be able to put this together in, in a short amount of time, really. Only, I think, five or six months they found out that this was going to uh, to actually um, evolve. So, And just to you know watch it on TV a little bit, to speak to a few people over here, the bars, the restaurants, you know, hospitality just gets enormous injection, as does the hotels. So I think um, it's been a real success. And, you know, if Adelaide do get it again next year, I think it could be even better. What about WA? Could they host Gather Round? Would you like to see that? Well, I think they could. And there's definitely a push for it. And I think we've got an incredible stadium. We've got some. Uh, some great um, venues around the state and no doubt on the back of what we are seeing here for you know, local tourism um, in Adelaide, I'm sure any state would be crazy not to actually put their hand up and see if they could work out the logistics. As long as we have a Sunday afternoon game and gather around in WA around the Cottesloe area, <laughs> then I think we'll all be okay. I think Mate, all, all will end well. Uh, we'll be complaining about that, that's for sure. We'll <laughs> be the first there. <laughs> hey, let's talk about what we saw last night. Port Adelaide beating the Western yeah. Bulldogs. Only one or two teams who have got a home ground advantage this weekend. But a big win for Port Embers. I don't think it's unfair to say that they've been a little hard to catch so far this season. Their best has been pretty good, and yep. they've had a couple of games that they would have been disappointed in as well. But that was a big one last night in pretty tough conditions. Yeah, totally agree with um, with what you said there. They were outstanding first week against uh, Brisbane and then just uh, didn't show up against the Pies. And I don't think many people really gave them a chance against the Swans last week at the SCG. And, you know, the stage of that game where you thought maybe Swans could win by six or seven goals and blow them out, but they found a way. And then last night in, you know, really tough conditions and the Bulldogs really did come to play. It was um, mm. you know, a really, um, you know, good contest, a hard contest. It was never going to be pretty, but... Um, you know, I thought their last quarter in particular, Port Adelaide, when the game was on the line and uh, some of their young kids really stood up. In, um, you know, of course, um, Horn Francis was just uh, sensational in that last quarter as well. And Butters was brilliant. And, uh, you know, two really important goals from Marshall. So they just did enough, Port, and they get a really important win. So where have you got them now? Embers, we're five rounds in, so we're sort of at the point now where we've got a body of work, don't we? We yeah. can start to get an idea where everyone fits. Yeah, I think they're um, you know they're finals contenders without a doubt right now because you know um, you know Sydney in particular I think is still a, a top four side when they get when they get going and anyone that can go over there and, and beat them I think uh, must say to yourself that your best is good enough. So I um, we still probably need to wait a, you know a few more weeks for to see where you know where Portland, but. They, um, they get a really important four wins. and So what's that, three wins for them now? Yep, and yeah, three and two. So, yeah, so they're certainly well and truly back in, uh, back in this contest. One of the big talking points this morning is Jason Horn francis You spoke about yep. his last quarter, and, and I agree with you 100%. His last quarter was fantastic. He put his body on the line and one contested ball when someone needed to. But yep. there was booing in the crowd last night at the Adelaide Oval, which is very strange given it was a Port Adelaide home game. Ken Hinckley, the coach of Port Adelaide, after the match... Very strong in his defence of Jason Horn Francis. Let's take a listen. 11 touches and four or five clearances for Jason in the last quarter. The vision captured you going to him at the siren. What was that message about? Oh, no, same as it was about Todd, about any of the young players or any player out there who, um, who had some challenges. I mean, Jason Horn Francis is 19. Some part of it's really annoying me about the way people are treating him. It's annoying me. Um, he's never going to play 
four quarters every week. He's 19 year old. If you're treating my 19-year-old son the way some people treated have treated him, I'd be embarrassed by my by my performance if I was those people. I think it's been really unfair. The kid made a courageous decision to come home. Let the kid play footy. He's 19. Is that the booing you're talking about? Tonight? I'm talking about lots of things. I'm talking about people who write stories every week, talk stories every week, and I'm talking about the treatment that they gave him at times tonight, without making a big deal of it. The kid's trying. He's given his best. He's 19. Stop treating him like he's 28 and treat the kid with some respect. And I tell you what, some people who put pressure on kids in this game need to have a good hard look at themselves. Hmm? Has he been affected by it? No, great great credit to him. Great credit to him. He, he just wants to play good footy. He's happy being home. Good on him. Well, as you can see there, Embers, that's, that's as strong as an endorsement and as strong as a support you can get from a coach for a player. Yeah, absolutely. I um, you know, his first touch last night. I, I did hear the the booze come through the microphone, and the commentators, you know, did touch on it, and was really surprising for a young kid who just wants to play football, and to be under that kind of scrutiny is, um, you know, it's just not called for, and. He obviously, uh, you know, was maybe a little bit below his best early in that game. But then, you know, as we saw in that last quarter, when the game was on the line, for a young kid to go and do that just shows mm. enormous maturity, 19 years of age. And and Ken Hinckley, obviously, the you know, the vision that we saw post-game when, you know, he went up to him and, you know, he sort of, you know, give him a bit of a point in the chest. But, you know, from my understanding, he might have been, you know, sort of spoken to at half time, maybe about his game, maybe about a few other bits and pieces. But... The way that he responded was the way that Ken Hinckley just knows, you know, that's, mate, you are, you're a star, you know, and to uh, defend the young kid in the press conference as he did, I think was well warranted as well. So he's, um, you know, he's come home, he just wants to play footy and right now, you know, he was a, a really important player and let's just hope, you know, for the kid's sake as well that, you know, this doesn't, you know, impact him off the field because, you know, when I was 19, 20, 21, you know, it's rocked up to football and played and um, you know, never ever got you know this kind of attention or anything like that, whether it was in Perth or in Melbourne. So he's um, obviously dealing with a lot right now, but I'm sure he's got the right people around him to to help him through it. But you know, he's a he's a good player to watch. Big scalp for Port Adelaide last night. The, the biggest scalp of the round, I think, and we could talk about Adelaide and what they did on Thursday. But Essendon beating Melbourne yeah. yesterday—that's four from five now under Brad Scott. This is a really good start to their season. Yeah, I think people are starting to obviously watch what uh, Essendon are doing right now. I think at the start of the season, everyone's sort of, you know, looking at potential teams that, you know, could uh, you could find their way into the top eight. I still don't think anyone was thinking Essendon would be that side. Mm. But right now, you're saying, well, yeah, four and five, and uh, you guys well and truly um, deserve to, to have a... Um, you know, people looking at you and, and talking about you. And, you know, they've got a, you know, they're tinkering a little bit with that forward line right now. But, uh, you know, big Scotty Draper in the wet stood up last night. He was, um, you know, he was really solid. They've got, you know, ball winners in Parish, obviously, is, uh, you know, is a star and found um, yeah. plenty offered, as does Merritt. So they're, um, they're going really well. They seem to be a, uh, a well organised group. And Brad Scott, we know, is, um, you know, highly rated, did a wonderful job at North Melbourne. And, it sounds like uh, he's um, got the right message that's uh, filtering through that club at the moment. And I think the other thing that which was big for their members is to actually beat a team like Melbourne. Their, their yep. wins so far, not disrespecting the wins that Essendon had had, but this is a top-shelf opponent they've beaten, which is a little better than their previous wins. So huge for them as well. 
Yeah, especially in those conditions too, because we know how good Melbourne are around the contest. So mm. when you actually, you know, it's a bit a little bit wet, and you have to go and uh, you know take on a well matured side and beat them, you know, at their own game, then suddenly you go, hang on, this is, um, you know, our best, you know, should be good enough. So. It uh, really sets up for an incredible Anzac Day, doesn't it? This year, it's um, Essendon haven't been great, uh, you know, for a while, and um, Collingwood, uh, you know, well and truly up and about at the moment. So, yeah, it'd be great to see hundred thousand people at the MCG in a week or so time. And in the earliest game yesterday, up in the hills in Adelaide, Brisbane, seventy-five point winners over North Melbourne. I guess not a lot to take away from this game. It kind of played out as expected. Eric Hipwood kicked four. Joe Danaher yep. kicked five. I think the big thing here for North Melbourne Embers, if you're looking for a North Melbourne positive, is that they were level at quarter time, five goals each, but gee, it fell away after that. It did. When Simkin went down, it really just um, tore the heart out of him, didn't it? Uh, He was um, super in the first quarter, found so much footy, and they rely so heavily on um, Davies Uniac and also Simkin. And yeah. that game, I think, against Hawthorne, when both of those guys were out, they just got smashed. And um, when both those two are in there, they look totally different. So, unfortunately, they weren't uh, yeah, weren't good enough. And that's what's going to happen with young groups and young teams as well. They're still, uh, they're still learning. Um, you saw early as well, you know, the amount of times that North Melbourne had that um, mindset to press and get up but just couldn't impact. And you saw the way that Brisbane were able to move the footy and then the amount of Joe the Gooses out the back were just uh, was evident. So that's just, uh, again, you know, young group learning the way that they want to play. But eventually they do that for a couple of years and they, you know, they press, they impact, they turn the footy over and then they're going down the other end and scoring. Three games to talk about next. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Listener, please hit the like button, leave us a review or a rating and say all the nice things. It's what we love. New episodes are launching every day at lunchtime. This is Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Of course, if you've got a question for us, you can hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok as well, which uh, I have absolutely no idea about when it comes to TikTok. So we'll just pretend that we know. Are you on TikTok, Emmys? <laughs> uh, no, I'm definitely not on TikTok. <laughs> I've got my nine-year-old's just discovered it. He's been sending me these little TikToks and he's um, trying oh, to get yeah. me involved. So I said, yeah. No, mate. <laughs> it's no, not for dad. <laughs> no, it's a long, long way Stay off that one. Lane. Yeah, hey, um, you're involved in the first game today, Geelong and the West Coast Eagles at the Adelaide Oval. Double header at the Adelaide Oval, which yep. is very cool. But what about the Eagles? You see them more than anyone else. You understand them better than just about anyone else. What's going on? Yeah, listen, they've been um, decimated with injuries. They're also an ageing list as well. So... Uh, <sighs> They've still got a lot. When you look at them on paper, when you look at you know your Shoeys and your McGovern's and your Hearns and your Barrises and Darlings, you're thinking, oh, and Tim Kelly, you know, you're thinking, wow, you know, these guys, um, they should be doing a lot better than they yeah. are. But the reality is, you know, they're no longer A graders now, but just because of that age demographic and the game, you know, does catch up with you. They're still contributing, but. They just probably haven't had that injection of young kids sort of coming through. And then that's why it's just going to take a little bit of time. And then when you lack a little bit of depth, you, you rely on everything to go really well. And we saw a few weeks ago against Freeman, all that. They just got absolutely, you know, it was a train wreck out there and they've lost a lot of players. Um, 
in the waffle yesterday, along uh, young Elijah Stewart. He's hurt himself, could be out for a while. Um, Tom Cole's hurt himself now. You know, Dom Sheet at training got a whack in the throat and he's got a fractured larynx. Mm. So they're just having a, a horrible run. They've got no depth. Their waffle side, I don't, know, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, Jack, they lost by 169 points. I did see that, yeah. In, that's the, nasty. Um, in the first uh, game of the waffle. So I'm just not even sure how they're going to be able to field a side going forward, West Coast. So they're really up against it. They've been brave. Like even when uh, up against Fremantle in that derby, I thought they were the better sides. Uh, and if they hadn't lost all their players, I think they would have beaten Fremantle that particular day. Against Melbourne last week, they had some good moments against uh, you know a side, but I think you know, everyone was sort of thinking around sort of ten goals would be the um, you know the end result, which you know happened, and, and Melbourne weren't great and, and still won by ten goals. So I think unfortunately right now our expectations are so low with West Coast, and it's going to be a, a really tough year. And you know I, I I think that Geelong on the back of what they did to Hawthorne in that second half yeah. last week, fifteen goals to one, I, I think it could be a um, uh, a Big big result in their favour today. It's got this. It's got the sort of sense that there's there's blood in the water here, doesn't it? Yeah, the, that's ca- right. the cats oh, could I have think, a, a massive fill up today. I think uh, West Coast are probably a little bit lucky that they're not playing it down in Geelong. They could lose by one fifty if they were today. So at least uh, if they're not playing at Optus West Coast, this ground actually is. Um, it's been pretty good to them. They've had some good mm. wins here as a club. In, in the past, so I think they enjoy playing here at Adelaide Oval, but I think they're definitely going to be up against it. Giants and Hawthorne at Norwood, and if you haven't seen Norwood footy ground before, chuck the TV on today at some stage, or of yeah. course if you're not listening to Triple M footy, because it is one of the best suburban footy grounds yeah, in okay. Australia, the Norwood footy ground. It is so good. What are we What are we thinking here? I mean, you mentioned the Hawthorne game on on uh, Easter Monday. There were some positives early, but mm. Geelong got a hold of them. And then there's the Giants, yep. who we just I don't know. It doesn't feel like we've quite got a hold of where they're at so far. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I thought the Giants were um, were big in that that round one game, and I think it was 37 degrees in Sydney. And I remember um, you know, speaking to. Sammy Taylor, after that game, we interviewed him and he said it was the hardest game that he's ever been involved in. Now, the week after, they came to Perth and they got beaten by West yeah. Coast. Um, yeah. Adelaide got beaten by Richmond the week after. It clearly took its toll. So, um, But since that, GWS is starting to you know, find their mojo a little bit. Um, Hawthorne last week. And again, you know, probably similar to you know North Melbourne, young groups. And, and the great challenge for them is to be able to... It's about to maintain their intensity for long enough. And you can do it for a quarter. You do it for a quarter and a half. And that's the messaging. And that's what you sort of show to the group. Say, listen, we can do it, but we just got to do it for longer. And for a half of footy last week, Hawthorne really took it up to the Cats. They were ahead at half time, And then once, you know, a side gets a run on, you know, it's just that, you know, how do we, you know, how do we show leadership to say, let's just not drop it away. You know, let's not lose by, you know, 15 goals. Let's see if we can, you know, lose by six or seven, or or just keep a, uh, find a way to keep, you know, fighting and and pushing on and putting pressure on because, um, you know, you don't want to see sides just get hurt like Hawthorne did last week. So I think. Giants should go into this game as favourites. I think um, if they are at their absolute best, I think they should be able to run over Hawthorne. But you know, Hawthorne will have um, you know some really good moments in this game, and hopefully they can you know do it for longer than they did last week. And then all roads lead to the last game of the round at the Adelaide Oval. Collingwood taking on an undefeated St Kilda team so far. The Saints have got the best defence in the competition. They're not letting teams score. They're still themselves averaging around 85, 90 points a game. Against a Collingwood team 
who are all out attack from the moment that the ball is bounced. This this could be a really, really interesting game, not only in terms of quality, but the way that yeah. it's coached as well. Yeah, two contrast styles, isn't it? It's a Ross Lyon model, we know what that is. You know, his ability to be able to look at teams and, and shut them down. And I remember, um, so leading into uh, the first game of the season, Fremantle played St Kilda. And I listened to an interview, and it was a, a Fremantle player and he mentioned that they were coming up against the Saints, and the question was asked, you know, what do you make of the Saints? He said, oh, we, this was Wednesday before the first game. And his comment was, oh, we haven't looked at the Saints yet. And I thought straight away that comment was like, hmm, hang on, you know, because I could tell you one thing. Ross Lyon, right, for the moment that he got that job, he would have been looking at Fremantle for about four months, and he would have he would have come up with a game plan to be able to beat Fremantle that particular day. And that's what Ross does. He goes, okay, great, we've ticked that box. Now we look on to our next team. How do we shut this team down? How do we give ourselves the best chance of winning? Because if Ross Lyon tries to play the way Collingwood play, no disrespect to the Saints side, but... That they just they haven't got the skill as what yeah. Collingwood have got, and they'll just get they'll get blown away. So his ability to be able to coach the way you know he thinks his team can win is as good as anyone going around at the moment. So he'll have to do that again today up against you know Collingwood, Collingwood who we know are one of the most exciting teams to watch. Um, you know the the Dacos boys, you know in particular Nick is just um, you know he, he could win a Brownlow uh, in his second or third year. I mean he's um, in his second year, he's just an absolute. Uh, Absolute star. I love the way that he goes about it. Uh, Mick Stay probably is the one. I reckon that probably just hasn't found his feet just inside forward 50 just yet. But if he gets going, and that big mm. key forward, um, Ginevan back into the side today, there's a few pieces there for the Pies that are still, I think, missing. But I think overall they, um, you know, they're a good team to watch. And you know, this should be an absolute beautiful, beauty game. Have you got them winning, Collingwood? I do. I do have them winning. Um, but... Yeah, I, I wouldn't surprise me if Saints couldn't find a way to shut them down. It'll be an incredible... I mean, it's been an incredible story so far for the Saints, but when you think yeah. about who they don't have playing at the moment, guys like Caulfield, <laughs> like King, Membry, Billings, you yes. can keep going. They don't have access to... Jack Steele not out there today, obviously, as well. Yeah. To be, to be where they are, does it tell us a lot about Ross Lyon as a coach? Yeah, well, it has to, doesn't it? Um, and... He's, you know, he's always been a, you know, super coach, and the only thing missing from his resume, obviously, is becoming a, you know, a premiership coach. But the, he, um, you know, for what he's done, and you know, he, he could easily be a three-time premiership coach as well. His, uh, mm. you know, his ability to be able to take teams um, and get the best out of sides. He's done it uh, at St Kilda, he did it at Fremantle, and now clearly doing it. Um, probably right now, he's his toughest challenge with a group that he's got, and as you said, with all the injuries that they do have, for him to be able to. You know, not just have a side that's competing, but a side that are winning. And you know, if they can find a way to beat Collingwood today, then you know we're, we're certainly talking about them as not just play finals, but maybe a top four contender. You just never know. It could be a fascinating mm. end to gather around. Embers, you've been outstanding this morning. You, you gather week. You've still got plenty of petrol in the tank after what's been a big week already. Absolutely, so go well mate, today. Yeah. Good on you, Jack. No, it's been a good week. Uh, looking forward to, um, in a way, getting back to a bit of reality tomorrow when I get back to <laughs> Perth. But that's uh, it's always great. And uh, you know, well done again to the South Australian government for um, putting this round on. It just looks fantastic. And I think, uh, fair to say, wherever it is next year, it's just here to stay gather around. Enjoy your footy. We'll be back tomorrow. Daisy Thomas, Jay-Z Clark and Abby Holmes will break down all of the Sunday action from Gather Round. This has been Footy Talk.